0: Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin.
1: Hi, this is The Author Show, and I'm your host, Linda Thompson. Before we introduce our guests, just a quick reminder that selected interviews are available in our iPhone app which can be downloaded in the App Store as well as on TV, on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is The Author's Show. If you have ever dreamed of becoming a singer but didn't know where to start, our today's book, Being a Singer, The Art, Craft, and Science, provides the solutions you need to make practical, consistent changes in your singing by author Linda Bolero. Linda has worked with some very well-known singers, and she's here today to share her book and her experiences. Linda, welcome to The Authors Show. Hello, Linda. It's nice to be here. Linda, will you please give us a quick overview of Being a Singer? Yes, of course.
0: Being a Singer, the Art, Craft, and Science is a book designed to empower singers and musicians. It was created based on the principles of learning neuroscience. And that means that when readers are working through the material in the book, there are design elements in the book created to help each reader feel what's going on, hear what's going on, and uh, be more connected to their own experience as singers. And it's also including a lot of stories and interviews and some troubleshooting and lesson routines and lesson samples to get your creative thinking going. And to inspire you to reach for new levels of mastery. What led you to writing a book about becoming a singer? Well, that's a really interesting question, because for a long time, I thought that I should never write a book about singing. My teacher had written a book about singing, or one of my teachers, and some other colleagues I know have created some great self-study materials. But As many singers know, it's really almost impossible to learn to sing on your own because singing is a motor skill and we need a lot of feedback. Just like riding a bicycle or using chopsticks, it's very difficult to learn on your own. You need feedback. So when students actually asked me to write a book, and I remember working with one student in particular who was a graduate of Harvard University in literature, and he wanted me to write a book. And we discussed it at length. And he is the one who got me started on how to create a book for singers that would actually help people. Do you feel would be the ideal reader for your book? Well, this book is really appropriate for a very wide range of people. There's a lot of young singers out there who are independent musicians and singers uh, wanting to create an ability to express themselves more easily. These are young people, say 16 to 25 years old, Uh, young men and women who are learning uh, a lot about their artistry but haven't put together the pieces of the puzzle for their own voice yet. And then there are young college students or recent college graduates who feel like they just haven't got some questions answered and there's still some mystery to their singing. There are also community singers in choirs. Unfortunately, in the United States, we're not performing right now, but there's a lot of community choirs, church choirs all over the world. These people also will have great time with the book. I've had many people uh, contact me who've worked through the material and, and enjoy it. And then there are people who have reached a point in their life where they've gotten less busy, say they're 55, 65, and they're picking up a new hobby from their youth and they want to reignite their passion. And they are also finding this as a great chance to work through some material and get fresh ideas. In addition, some schools and colleges are using the book already the state of Illinois is using it for their choir students. There's a couple of universities in Europe that have picked it up as a supplemental textbook for their music classes and voice classes. So it can
1: really go in a lot of places. Oh, that's great. So is being a singer similar to any other book we may find on the bookshelf? There really isn't anything like it out there.
0: There is no other singing book that really focuses on the how rather than the what. At the same time, giving singers their own power to evaluate themselves from their own personal experience. Because singing is a motor activity, a motor skill, we need to have sensory input in order to become better singers. And you can develop this skill a lot on your own. You need a teacher and a guide or a buddy at some point, but you can develop your own sensory awareness by just working on your mental focus and going through the exercises. There not any place else in the world where singers have been given this power to find out what's happening with their own voice and in addition this training very specific practical training is coupled with stories and information about the way the voice works so in the biomechanics cognition and uh, anatomy and physiology and along with interviews that are very inspiring
1: How did you learn the techniques you've included in your book, such as how to change the tone of your voice?
0: Well, I've been singing for many, many years. I think I began studying voice when I was a very young child, preteen. And so I sang and performed for many years before I found a teacher in the United States who really became a guide and mentor for my career as a pedagogue. And I developed this uh, approach to singing based on Seth Riggs who is a Hollywood celebrity voice teacher who trained hundreds of singers in the um, 80s and 90s in the United
1: States, famous singers. I'm really curious, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are as well. How do you learn the art of singing by reading in a book? Exactly,
0: and in my introduction, the first sentence is, it's pretty tough to learn how to sing from a book. (laughs) (laughs) It is very tough because it's a motor skill like we were talking about before. But you know, that's why I use the principles of learning neuroscience to write the book. And I studied uh, books about motor learning performance. And I, I learned how people learn movement and what you need in order to learn movement skills. And you need sensory awareness. And you can develop it in this book from the exercises, from the design that's in each, uh, each section of the book that will activate your awareness. Very interesting. Do you sing professionally? I sang professionally for decades, and since I've been back in the United States, uh, I haven't performed very much uh, a few times a year. And uh, recent performances was at the uh, Berkeley Performance Center in Boston, where I sang the Mozart Mass in C, the soprano role with uh, the chorus and orchestra from the school. I also sing
1: as a cantor in a church in Boston. Linda, as I mentioned in my introduction, you've worked with some very well-known singers. Will you share your experiences with a couple of them?
0: Um, yes, you know, it's very little difficult with some uh, famous people because it's not always okay to talk about them. But my dear partner in crime is Mike Gordon, who is interviewed in the book. He's a bassist with the band Fish, and he also has his own band. His band is the Mike Gordon Band. And he went through a long life of struggling to feel really confident in his singing. And I met him after he'd been performing rock music for. About 25, 30 years, and we completely reworked his voice beginning in June 2012. And he's been able to have great success with his singing since then.
1: And we've also had a great deal of fun along the way. Wow, very interesting. So now that you've written your first book, will there be more books coming from you? Good
0: question as well. I have two more in mind for, about singing. I'm going to write the same book for kids. So this book that is uh, being used right now in choirs is actually being used with kids, but they have a teacher with them. So the teacher is guiding them through the book. I'm going to design a book for eight to 12 year olds who can work on their own or just with a, a, a small guide. I'm also working on a book for voice teachers who will, again, following the same principles, but teach other people how to build sensory awareness in their own students in a creative
1: way. That's great. So I understand that you also do consulting and teaching that's not part of the book. Will you s- explain a little bit about that for us? Yes, I've been a private vocal instructor for
0: uh, almost 20 years. And I began teaching in a small conservatory in Vienna, Austria, where I taught musical theater students. And then privately, I developed a, a big studio here in Boston of all kinds of singers from classical and opera students to uh, rock and jazz and pop and R&B singers. I also teach some of the faculty at Berkeley, some of my colleagues at Berkeley. So I, I work in many different ways because I feel that that is the best way to keep growing and learning as an instructor myself. And the more environment and the more challenges I face with singers,
1: the more knowledge I have and the more knowledge I develop. What would you say is the number one most important message in being a singer that you would like your readers to remember? Mastery is empowering. Boy, that is short and very, very empowering in itself. So now I get to ask, will you please read a short excerpt from being a singer for our listeners? I'm going to read the beginning of chapter one.
0: Mobilize your voice, mind, and body. Quote, he told me I had a diamond in my throat but that it needed polishing to remove the carbon it still bore. This is a quote from Birgit Nielsen from her book, My Memoirs in Pictures. When I entered New England Conservatory of Music as an undergraduate student, I had already been singing in schools and churches for years. I began doing church gigs for special events at eight years old, and I toured my local area for a few years. Then I went on to various shows, concerts, and events throughout my teens, but I felt like something was missing. I had a voice, but I sensed that great singers were doing a few things that I couldn't do. I thought I would study at conservatory, learn everything I needed, and then live happily ever after. Well, as it turned out, it was a bit more complicated than that. But my education, training, performing, and teaching have been a great adventure. Each experience opens new doors that I didn't even know existed, and there isn't an end in sight. While I was a student, I read many singer biographies because I wanted to know behind the scenes details. How did great singers learn? Where did they study? Did they face any challenges? When I read my memoirs and pictures, the quote above inspired me to forge ahead, but I didn't really understand how much of an impact the idea had on me until I started writing this book. Birgit Nilsson, 1918 to 2005, was a highly acclaimed international opera singer she had a tremendous career singing dramatic roles in Wagner, Puccini and Verdi operas because her voice was a powerful force with ringing high notes and an intuitive sense of drama. She sang an impressive debut concert in Stockholm when she was very young. But after the concert, Isaac Grunewald, one of Sweden's most famous painters, said her voice needed polishing. What? Such an impressive talent and gifted voice with a sensibility for music? Couldn't she just study music, get some experience and become a star? Not exactly. Like so many stars and celebrities, she appeared to have a meteoric rise to success. In reality, she struggled with her training for years, was frustrated with her studies and juggled money to pay for her lessons. Sound familiar? Despite it all, she was determined to develop a consistent voice she could rely on. The result? She became one of the greatest singers of the 20th century. You see, even a tremendously gifted artist like Birgit Nilsson struggled. She had difficult days when she didn't know if she could develop enough technique to carry her through a career. When she didn't have money and she had to borrow dresses for performances, she had to work hard. She had to stay focused. You also have a diamond in your throat. And just as a diamond is formed deep in the earth, Laboriously mined, cut, polished and finally placed in a well-crafted setting so it can shine in all its glory, your voice is formed deep in the core of your being through an intense process of biomechanics, acoustics, cognition and emotions. Becoming a great singer isn't about your gift. It isn't about being good enough. Becoming a great singer means discovering how to align your thoughts, emotions and behavior to tell the story of the music and lyrics, no matter what you sing.
1: Wow, Linda, you've almost convinced me that maybe I could be a singer. So where can we learn more about you? And where can we purchase being a singer, the art, craft, and science?
0: Well, you can become a singer, Linda. Everybody can sing. (laughs) It's a human trait. So you can find out more about me and what I do at lindabalero.com. And you can learn more about the details of the book and see some of the inside pages at lindaballero.com resources. And Linda, will you spell
1: your last name for us? Yes. B is in Boston. A-L-L-I-R-O. We've been talking with Linda Bellaro, author of Being a Singer, The Art, Craft, and Science. Linda, I'm sure your book is going to attract the attention of a lot of people who dream of being a singer. Thank you for spending time with us today, and I hope you'll consider coming back to chat with us when you publish your next book. Thank you so much, Linda, for having me. It was a pleasure to meet you. Bellaro has created a training manual that is a page turner. I couldn't put it down. I would love to learn how to sing, and Linda's book made it seem plausible even for me. I'm thrilled to recommend being a singer for anyone who wants to understand singing, how it works, and why we do it. This vocal training is the best in the industry. Well, that was a review for Linda's book. And if you want to learn more, go to lyndabellaro.com and order your copy today. And when you finish, Don't forget to post your review. And please share this interview with your friends so that they too may become acquainted with their author. And remember, The Author Show may be accessed at any time at theauthorsshow.com. Plus, selected interviews can also be found on major platforms such as Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, and many more. Whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books, theauthorsshow.com is a really great place to start.
0: Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.